Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we got a shorty for you just before the holidays. Um, we are going to be talking about the NFL on Thanksgiving Day and uh, the Thanksgiving Day games that uh, have been going on for a while now. Um, but without further ado, um, besides the illustrious uh, Mickey with me today, I also have a uh, resident uh, Chicago Bears expert, uh, Ryan Caput, who you may have heard from a pr- from previous episodes. Ryan, uh, thanks again for uh, coming on the show and welcome. Oh, thanks, guys. I'm glad to be here. Um, and I'm illustrious, and, and Ryan's a Bear fan who's been on the uh, podcast a couple of times. So, yeah, I was it was a it was a backhanded compliment. So. <laughs> I'm not even sure what illustrious means, but that's what I am. No, I was talking about being a Bears fan. That was the back end of Contra. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he's used to it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, he, it comes with the territory. Uh, like more, like Lions territory. fans until this year. <laughs> right, yes. The only thing they had going for him was the, the Thanksgiving Day per game. Um so, anyways, uh, we don't even let him talk. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Did I cut you off? <laughs> no, you didn't. We, we just bombarded him and just okay, keep going. Yeah. Never mind, Ryan. Yeah, we just slapped you in the face. Okay, <laughs> listen to us. I'm, I'm, I thought I joined the punching bag podcast. Oh. <laughs> this is a this is an ambush. This is just us talking <laughs> crap about people's teams that they like. With with all due respect and no offense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every, every great uh, compliment starts with no offense, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, I, yeah, I guess we, we wanted to kind of go through the history of, of this, uh, um, this kind of interesting tradition. I don't know that many other sports franchises have this. I mean, obviously, you got some, you know, bowl games on New Year's, and I think even Mickey, you'd know better than me. Does does any bowl games happen on Christmas? Uh, not not really. Okay. I mean, no, they're typically New Year's Day or well, nowadays there's like eight thousand bowl games. So right. all th- all throughout December there's bowl games because there's literally over a hundred, I believe. Yeah, and not to get so too far So most Division One teams make it, and yeah, there's bowl games all throughout the month of December and then into New Year's yeah, Day. The, the only uh, comparable tradition is it seems like the NFL is always kind of owned uh, Thanksgiving, and the NBA is pretty much entirely owned Christmas. I think right. they've played almost every year um, back to like 1947. Okay. So that's one that I'm not – quite as big of a basketball fan as I am football, but that one shocked me when I found that they also had that long of a standing tradition. And that's but there are there are NFL games on Christmas too, obviously. Yeah. And I was not not as much as it's like a given, you know, you turn on right. Thanksgiving football, you will schedules. find Detroit. Usually it schedules that way. That right. Right. And that's actually what I was gonna was gonna mention too was the NFL, the Christmas Day games I can remember from when I was young, like TBS or whatever, they'd be like Christmas Day, Lakers and whatever. And it's like, yeah, it seems like they, they I mean, because you can have a, a NML, an NBA game any day of the week, really. 
we're going to get into that kind of with the NFL and why Thursday and Monday and Sunday and all that. But um, I think even this year there's a Friday game, but getting ahead of myself. There is. Uh, there is. But uh, I guess the, the point being, I think that as much as the NFL has taken claim to Sunday and like that being their day, it, it, it's synonymous with Thanksgiving. I mean, and, and I don't know, um, we're, we'll, we'll get into the history a little bit more about how long this has been going on, but I really think that when people think of Thanksgiving, they're, they're one in the same. You can't think of this holiday and not think of football. It's, it's just part of it. And that's how it's become. Yeah. Right. And, and it's really, you know, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know what you guys have for family traditions and what you did obviously when you were younger compared to, you know, now as an adult, but I think that it was very common for us at least. And, and speaking towards my traditions was, you know, you wake up, you turn on the, the uh, parade, you go over to somebody's house, you know, for us it was hunting. So it was our grandparents' house, but, and, and once the parade was over, you, you turned on the, the, the noon football game or 1130 football game that was played on Thanksgiving. And you could watch football, you know, at least back in the day for two games. And now it's three games. And I think that it's just so much a part of like the culture of what makes up us Thanksgiving. Or at least the guys who wanted to hide away from the rest of the family would go watch the football (laughs) and everybody else would kind of, you know, do what they're doing. I, I'm glad that's, that's how my family works. I'm really glad you brought that up, Mickey, because I got to be honest with you, <laughs> especially when you start like going to like in-laws Thanksgivings and things like that, exactly. where you're just like, I kind of know you, but I see you like twice a year and like, and I don't really like you that much. So I'm going to go watch football. And even if you do like the person, it's like, sure. You know, what do it's I talk about? How, how long do I talk about how, how great my wife is before it's like, yeah, well, what, what what's going on in, in your <laughs> life? Hey, I picked my nose the other day. Hey, yeah, there's clouds in the sky still. Did, did you know that? Yeah. I so mean, maybe it's a uh, th- Thanksgiving football, helping families fight the awkward silence in 1970. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that needs to be a commercial. That we see tomorrow. I was gonna say with the way the Fox that Fox does it and everything, they've always got those like little like mini like joke videos. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of them in the future. But but you're actually absolutely right. That was actually one of the things I was gonna hit on is like I feel like it's a escape or like a way to be like if you know nothing about football and you could care less about the teams that are playing, you're like, hey, football's on. I can stare at the TV instead of having an awkward conversation with Ant or something you know well how many celebrities do you say i never had any relationship with my dad except for sports yeah that's the only that that was our communication that's how we bonded i mean that's that's how men used to work thank god we're evolving a little bit but i mean that that's that's kind of what we do as far as guys but even women are starting to come along and realize that they can be part of the picture too you know yeah now guys just talk fantasy football same stuff just more bells and whistles (laughs) exactly and we're bragging about stupid luck and going, you know, my key's better than yours because my luck was good this year. Yeah, exactly. And, and at least in Wisconsin, the two, like, dominating conversations are football and the games, you know, somebody being like, who's playing today? Well, it's always – it's the same conversation. It's always the Bears – it's always the, the Lions and the Dallas. I don't know who they're playing, though. And then there's – you know, 
or, or hunting. Hey, did you get anything? Did you get a buck? Did you get anything? Right. So that's kind and then, of and a... then it leads you into the personal stuff if if you allow it and you're talking to somebody that you actually don't want to get away from. Right. Yeah. Like I said, an uncle or somebody, a cousin that you don't ever talk to. Yeah. Exactly. The awkward person who's trying to touch you or trying to get away from you as fast as yeah. possible. You had a different Thanksgiving than I did growing <laughs> up. Only once. <laughs> Only once. Hey, he asked him to stuff it never the... happened again. He asked him to stuff the turkey, okay? Relax. Right? Yeah, and I'm like and I was a kid, so I didn't know any better. I just went along with I don't want to talk about it anymore. My lawyer talked told me not to talk about it. Mickey, show me on the action figure where he touched you. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling uncomfortable. Um Good. That's what we strive for here at the Monty and Mickey podcast. Usually, it's me that does it to everybody else, though, so I don't like it. Um. So anyway, so Mickey, I know, I know you've got some some good good notes because you're you're a lot more prepared than I am. But well, I have notes. I don't know if they're good. Um. So can you can you kind of lead us into the history of this game on Thanksgiving and like why like what's what's the why why do we do this today or like what's what what has been done in the past? I guess. Sure. So, so bear with me. American football originated as a unique combination of soccer and rugby with the first match being played between two college teams, Princeton, that's a key factor right there, and Rutgers on November 6th, 1869. The concept of American football games played in Thanksgiving played, began seven years later in 1876 because it was a day most people had off from work. That year, Princeton, once again, as we mentioned before, this time against Yale, began the annual tradition of playing each other on Thanksgiving. Set the, the set of rules actually changed between or was was drawn up by a guy named Walter Camp in 1880, kind of combining the rules of soccer and rugby as an official rules thing for the game which caused camp to be known as the father of American football. From then on, the NFL actually was founded in 1920 as an American, as the, it was called the American professional football association with 10 teams from four States, all which existed in some form as participants of regional leagues in their respective territories. The league actually took on its current name of the NFL, the national football league, in 1922, the, that, that league was first pro football league to actually successfully establish nationwide presence after several decades of failed attempts. And in other words, many other leagues tried to make a professional league, but it didn't work until the NFL came along and actually did it. As far as the Thanksgiving, the first NFL Thanksgiving game didn't actually occur until thir- 14 years later in 1934. 14 years after the NFL began. It was the Detroit Spartans, and they hosted the world champion Chicago Bears. Ryan, can you like start? It. Wait, can you say that again? Uh, I don't think I can. It, it kind of hurt my head. Wait, can, I just I just want to remember it because that's the last time they were world champions. I was just so. going to say, Mickey, can you refresh me on the year? 1936? It was, it was 1934, but, oh. but to his credit, they are the first champions of the league, as as our team likes to claim after the Super Bowl. Anyway, I, I'm feeling awkward because we're talking about the Bears. The current tradition says that the Detroit Lions and Dallas Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving. 
The Lions have been playing on the holidays since 1934, as previously mentioned, while the Cowboys have been playing since 1966. As far as how that came to be, George A. Richards, the radio executive of Detroit, purchased the then Portsmouth, Portsmouth, Ohio Spartans. He moved them to Detroit, and he set up the Thanksgiving Day game in hopes of attending fans of attracting fans and team the, the team's first season to make the turnout better. In the 1960s, the NFL was looking for another team to traditionally host the Thanksgiving games. Many teams were interested, but the Cowboys GM Tex Schramm, who is many people would know the name, believed publicity would actually be good for his struggling team in 1966 because they were god-awful. The decision paid off, and the rest is history. Now, both Detroit and Dallas host NFL games for every Thanksgiving going forward. Something tells me when the day comes when Detroit doesn't play on Thanksgiving, it's going to be like the year the Undertaker didn't win at WrestleMania. Right. It's just going to be like a, can that happen? Is that legal? And then the whole freak, the whole freaking league just kind of changes and isn't as popular, right? I mean, and it's interesting you say that because I'm doing just a quick, you know, you talked about like when the Cowboys came into the picture and I'm even doing just like a quick look up of the past games. And it looks like consistently the Lions every single year since since 34 right? have been, have played on Thanksgiving. But the Cowboys, they they started and then it was like, like, for example, in 19, let's see here. It was random, random year, like the St. Louis Cardinals back in 77 played the Dolphins and the Bears played the Lions. So it's like, it's not even, it wasn't even the Detroit or uh, Dallas the entire time. So like, even that, like, it feels like the Lions are like the Thanksgiving Day game. Like, oh, right. Like you said, since they played Thanksgiving, it was, it was 14 years after the league actually was started and, and they've been doing it ever since, literally. And they were got offer for most of it and as Packer fans we we dominated them but that's kind of gone away and and to Ryan's credit at least his team won the very first championship and and uh and we we like to claim as Packer fans that the first championship was ours but that's when the two leagues actually converged and the Super Bowl became what it was his team won the very first NFL championship. And I guess we'll give it we'll give it to him because he's only had a couple things. and they've done nothing since except for eighty six. So yeah. Yet somehow it's called the Lombardi trophy. And I think the George Hallis trophy is the NFC conference championship trophy. I think. Oh there weren't as many teams so it wasn't as important as what it comes down to. I, I mean so it, speaking as a as an unbiased Packer fan, of course. So so a quick uh, trivia pause for you guys. Unless um, it's unless it's undermining what we're what our point is here that the Packers are better than the Bears. So so Detroit has played more games than the Cowboys. So throw that away. Who has more wins in their history uh, on Thanksgiving? It's, I, I I would bet the Cowboys. Yeah, that's my guess. The Cowboys thirty-two wins. The Lions thirty-seven. No. Wow, the Lions have been playing for a lot longer, and they have five more wins. That was the next uh, punching across the the uh, division. Here would have been yeah, they had a lot. 
longer to pull it off. Right. A lot longer. They've been playing and they have only have five more wins. And, and I remember the Packers have played the Lions on Thanksgiving a lot and they've kind of done some damage to them. And there is one team that has never played on Thanksgiving. Oh. Texans? No. One of the one of the London Mickey? teams? Mickey, your NFL Europe teams? No. no. Sorry, that was a stupid joke. <laughs> well, don't leave us hanging. Jeez. Yeah, but, <laughs> I was waiting for Mickey's legitimate guess. Cut off. No, I, I don't have an answer. No, go ahead. Okay. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, sure. They're an expansion team. That makes sense. All right. Interesting. Carolina's, <laughs> Carolina's even won then. They're undefeated. They're 1-0. Oh. <laughs> well, sure. With all those all those chances, yeah, they, and they won every time. Good for them. Um, just another quick, like I said, like, and they got it broken down by, like, I'm sure eras of the Thanksgiving Day and on this Wikipedia page that I'm referencing. But it looks like, and this is why I remember this, because up until 2005, there was only two games on Thanksgiving. And starting in 2006, they played three games, a noon, a three o'clock-ish, right. and a late game-ish. So I think because they didn't shove it down our throats enough and we didn't have enough football every night of the week. Well, they, they probably figured they had a captured audience too. Like we've been well, talking. That, right. About, and know. like you say, I mean, even now it's still Monday, it's Sunday and it's Thursday, but now, like you said, they're adding Friday. They're, 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 they're and, and they're bringing it over to Germany. They're bringing it over to London. I mean, they're trying to make football a, a constant thing and I I'm afraid like with Marvel and Star Wars they're gonna start you know defeating well, the purpose a little let's bit. Let's be honest this this game is the only Thursday night game anyone cares about. Yeah. Right? I mean in the right. this year they've been pretty pretty much boring games, but yeah. I I used to always think the players that had to to play on Thanksgiving, you're losing out on some time with your family. Granted right. games are a little bit earlier, you could pull it off. But they Unless just they don't to, like their families, of course. Yeah. They just seem to relish in it. Like, everyone's got a smile on their face. They push a little harder. They run a little faster. Yeah, right. it does feel like it's like a quasi-playoff game. Like, that's – that's. Yeah. I guess that – what is another point that I wanted to make is, like, it's like a special occasion. Like, they, they, they definitely have, like, a there's, a – there's a feeling around it. And I, I don't know if this is true or not, but – and, and maybe you guys would know better being you probably have more NFL knowledge than me, but I got to imagine that. So obviously Thanksgiving's on the Thursday night or Thursday every year. Right. And I right. wonder if that had a lot to do with, because they didn't, they're used to not being a Thursday night game every week. It had to have an impact on them going from Sunday and Monday and then expanding to Thursday. Right. Well, that's what I said in the, in the stuff I rambled off on. That the original football games played on Thanksgiving were played because everybody had the day off, and that that's kind of the point. Everybody's at home. Everybody's sitting around each other and talking to each other. And you know, if the families like each other, great. If they don't, here's here's a thing, an outlet that we can look at, and you know, still be around each other and not have to have this awkward silence. But but I'm, what I, I guess what I was getting at was. It was only Thanksgiving, though. It wasn't every Thursday. And- right, right. I see no, where you're coming with That's what it. I mean, yeah. Thanksgiving was the Thursday that everybody had off of work. 
They didn't have every Thursday off of work. They had Thanksgiving Day off of work. That's why football started, even college football, which started the whole NFL tradition. It started on that day because everybody was off of work on Thursday. Yeah. So, so what I'm getting at though is I think that because it's like okay, every year on Thanksgiving we're having this game. We should expand then during the regular season, the rest of the weeks, to have a Thursday night game because that wasn't always a thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Is it, was that like the catalyst for them to say we're not going to pick any day? People have a special place in their hearts for Thursday, so that's the day that we're going to try to push. Right. Like, like, hey, we have Sunday games now, we and, and Monday games because I think Monday night football was even a thing before Thursday night football, right? I think. I, oh, I yeah. Know. Way long. Well, no, I, yeah, re- exactly, yeah. Except for Thanksgiving. Yeah, except for Thanksgiving, yeah. So I think that they were like, hey, we're already doing this on a Thursday. Let's, yeah. So, but anyways, um, so yeah. So I think that was a good, that 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 kind of summarizes really well, like where we're at today and, and why this game kind of evolved to where it's at. Um, excuse me. I just got to, I just got to really quickly point out though or like ask you guys what is your what is your thoughts or when i say the words together thanksgiving day game and john madden what's the first word that comes to your mind it's two words it's two words turkey leg turkey leg what about you mickey turducken turducken that's what i was thinking but turkey legs uh yeah exactly um so that is just such a unique weird thing that like for i mean obviously anybody who's listening if you haven't don't know already it's literally a turkey with a duck stuffed inside of it and a chicken stuffed inside of that duck and apparently it was presented to john madden before the ram saints game on december 1st 1996 so it wasn't even like a Thanksgiving thing right away. Madden fell in love with it, praising it repeatedly. Well, John Madden was a big guy. So I think that it was just like a, I don't know. It was a weird thing where it was like almost like the ball dropping or somebody cutting like with big scissors, you know, uh, at a a groundbreaking or something like every year you got, unless I'm doing some kind of like Mandela effect, like you guys do remember him, like grabbing the like six legged turducken and grabbing it's, I, yeah, I'm older than both of you, but actually I watch NFL Fantasy Live because I'm an idiot and I have three fantasy teams and I used to have more than that. And I watch NFL Fantasy Live every day. They referred to all that and they had a um, NFL Fantasy Live friend on today and they asked the guy who was under 30 what what a turducken was and, and they asked him what, what all the ingredients were and he said like ham, mashed potatoes and turkey or you know, and, and he was totally wrong. But the point is, that's been around for a while. And, and they actually show Madden th- showing this 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 concoction, which actually had stuffing inside the turkey. Yep. So you got a turkey, there's stuffing, there's a duck, and inside that there's a chicken, and there's stuffing in there. And he cut it with his hand the very first time they showed it. And it was, you know, kind of gross because he cut it with his hand, but... With all that meat and stuffing, it actually looked pretty good. But, yeah, it was just basically because the guy liked to eat. And he, you know, didn't travel on anything other than a bus. 
and he just liked all those foods and they shoved it all together and and that, that's kind of where it all came together somebody concocted it for him and yeah yeah i'd like to try it once because i'm a fat idiot so what the hell i think we should get a turducken because guess what they sell them Good they belly. really do sell them. They good belly, goodbelly.com. You can, <laughs> you can, you can order a the all Madden turducken for a cool, <laughs> for a cool one ninety nine ninety five. Holy crap! And you can that better be good turducken. You can add sides, cornbread, shrimp rice, crawfish for an extra twenty. Dressing, <laughs> another side of dressing. Get it this Saturday if you order in the next twenty-one hours. So you won't make it. Seriously, you won't make it for the Christmas or the, for the holiday season. But you could still. You got instructions, how to prepare it, ingredients, the and the sides and everything. No. Kidding. Oh yeah. So anywhere you live, you can get it delivered that I, soon. I mean, by Saturday is pretty quick. Yeah, and I mean they've got to have these things freeze dried or something. I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm sure it's just the most fresh quality of stuff. Here we go. Customer reviews. Item arrived on time and safely packaged. Arrived quickly and was tasty. The turducken was amazing. It was a huge success. So tender, juicy, and flavorful. I will definitely be ordering this again. No kidding. Came frozen and fast. Kind of like my old girlfriend. Anyways, whoa. Hello. Wait a minute. (laughs) Anyways, um, so... Anyways, that I think is the I don't know. It when I think of when I think of football and I think of Thanksgiving football, like I don't know. I just like that's a core memory for me to watch this guy with like elephant hands like rip a leg off of a six legged matro- you know, monstrosity and like just dig into it on national television. Well, he actually, they, they also saw some bits today, and I remember this because, again, I'm, I'm not bragging, but I'm older than you guys. I remember watching these games where he, they showed a turkey so big that he's like, this this turkey's so big, it needs eight legs. So he'd actually find, they'd have another turkey, and he'd shove the legs next to him and stuff because the guy liked to eat, and he liked turkey. So, yeah, I mean, it started off with a turkey with six, I think four and then six and then eight legs. And then he just started evolving it, and it started growing, and it became its own thing. So, I mean, and John Madden was a legendary, you know, beloved guy who actually did well in the NFL. So, it's pretty cool because, I, I mean, like you say, it's it's something that we all know about if we're of a certain generation, and why not? Yeah, and and it's cool too because I feel like it, like you said, it it is a kind of of a certain generation, but it's also just like it's so recent. Like I don't have to be like, oh, you know. You know, back in when the Beatles were playing, you know, it, it's just so like we can all talk about this as something, right. you know, relative. If you're crazy. a fan, you've heard of it. This guy on the NFL Live thing had never heard of it. It's like, really, dude? Really? Yeah. Like, where where have you been? And I, and I feel like it, it is somewhat of a, a unique, you know, obviously weird tradition or thing. But yeah, but I mean, it, NBA and soccer and, and baseball don't have that. And, and, and I mean, but. You know what? Um, I I think that they're the part of it, and I'll have to watch. Well, and it kind of we. I mean, we're trying to we were trying to do a shorty. It's probably going to end up being close to an hour, but um, we didn't share like what's going on with us personally or anything. But I I am headed off to Disney tomorrow, actually. So pray for me and my family because that's going to be, whew, that's going to be interesting um are you gonna get shot at no just just trying to get all three kids through the airport in one piece so 
So you guys are going to Disneyland or Disney World? Disney World. Yep. So, but anyways, so I I won't be able to watch the games as as closely as I'd like to, but I would be interested to see because I think part of that has been, at least in the past, that like the winning team MVPs of the game, like get a bite of it, of the leg. Ryan, have you, have you seen that before? You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, and that's why I said turkey leg and not turducken. Oh, because um, I had learned that around 1989, um, John Madden decided the MVP for a game should get a turkey leg as an award. Okay, so I'm I'm used to watching, you know, whatever the team just won, walking up all excited, and the commentator handing them a turkey leg as they're trying to struggle to take a bite of. Funny enough, I've heard, despite all the excitement, the turkey that's been sitting out is so dry. Oh, <laughs> they almost right. always say it's it's the driest turkey that they've ever had. And I think one guy in the last three years just point blank said it on TV instead of just pretending. Right. That was kind of funny. Well, yeah. And and the reason why I asked you, Ryan, because um, Ryan doesn't have a Facebook, so we won't hold that against him. But I had posted a... Oh, good for him. He's smarter than the rest of us. I had posted a thing on the Monty and Mickey Facebook page, a, an article that was like, a picture of um, was that Amon Green and Brett Favre? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was. Yep, um, eating a turkey, turkey legs uh, after right. they won a game. So, and oftentimes they'll they'll knock it together like they're cheersing a glass. So yeah, I mean, and it's dry as heck because you see it almost stick. And <laughs> I mean, it's been sitting there a while, but the guys still eat it. They put it in their mouth. They they take on the tradition, but. Like Ryan's saying, it's 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 more about appreciating your so so called trophy than it is about actually enjoying the, the food that they are in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, okay, and uh, I guess so. Kind of pulling pulling things more recent. Like I said, the recently, I guess within last what twenty ish, less than twenty years, two thousand six to now. They've uh they've had three games. Mickey, do you got I, I can look it up, but do you have who who is the teams or what are the games this year? Do you have it handy? Uh I I do not have it handy. Okay. But I, I can look quick. Um, unless you got it. Yeah, let me let me grab it quick. So and interesting enough, like you said, thanks or uh Friday like we I, we had talked to earlier, I think, before recording Friday game too, but so the Bears are playing the line. I've got. It, I've got it here. If you want me to read it, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go the ahead. Packers. The Packers play the Lions at 11:30. The Washington Commanders, Commanders, play the at the Cowboys at 3:30, and the San Francisco 49ers play the Seahawks at 7:20 at at Seattle. And and I haven't, uh, like I said, I kind of breezed through or kind of looked through what uh, teams have played in the past. But I think that they also try to make this like a divisional rivalry because obviously Packers, Lions, and then you've got the Commanders in the Washington has always been a a, a rival of the the line or of the Cowboys. They're division rivals, right? And then and, then so, and San Francisco and Seattle are division rivals. Yeah, so I think that that's. And and I and I don't know for sure, but I I'm pretty sure that those two, you know, the Lions and the Cowboys game, I wouldn't be surprised if those are pretty much locked every year at that time slot at noon and 
in three o'clock time slots. I would say it's almost entirely a lock that they probably will never make them play each other. I don't know how yeah. often that's happened, but that would feel like the they should call that the gravy bowl. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that right. and that's yeah. You, you bring up a good point that they've never, or maybe they have, but not not very often play each other. And I think that that's yeah, that's on purpose, obviously, to get two two games. But I like I said, up until two thousand six, I don't remember there ever being a night game like a a, a late game. So there wasn't. It was always just the two. Like you yeah. Said. So interesting enough. I don't. I don't know. I I find this kind of stuff really just fascinating. I mean, sports in general is interesting, and it's always like you know any given Sunday kind of thing. Um. So I wonder how difficult it is for them to schedule because we haven't hit the part of the schedule where they do flex scheduling. And looking at right. the slate now, at least one team with a very decent record is playing all three Thursday and the Dolphins at 7-3 and three on Friday. You know, this is big marketing for the NFL. If they put out a dud of a game, that looks really bad. But So I wonder kind of how that plays into who they decide will play against the Lions, Cowboys, or that third slot. Well, and like you say, I think I think they added the Friday game because they know most people have that day off. And, and – Miami is going to be good, and they they thought once Rodgers went to the Jets that they'd be good. I think it'll still be competitive because the Jets defense is so good. But I so I, I think that'll be a good game. But this is going to be one of the first Friday games of in history. There, there hasn't been many of those. They've had Saturday games, they've had Thursday games, they've had Sunday games, they've had Monday games. But this this is kind of unprecedented, and so it's cool that we're going to have basically a football all throughout the weekend. You know, if you, including college football on Saturday, so it's they're they're trying to put it down our throats. But as sick of football as I am on one hand, I'm still in fan, three fantasy leagues, and I still enjoy it because I'm you know still addicted. So they haven't gotten it to the point where I'm totally sick of it. And I, I, I'm I'm guessing the rest of you aren't that sick of it either, huh? Yeah. I mean, we're already over halfway through the season, right? I mean, it's, that's crazy. Right. That's crazy to think of me. And, and Ryan and I, you know, we, we've played Madden in the past and like we have those conversations about, um, you know, the bears and all that. And, and, and the, the rivalry between the Packers and bears and, and Mickey, you and I, whenever we get together, you know, we, we talk about the Packers and, and I think that it's kind of one of those things that, yeah, you, you, you're kind of, I don't know. It's like you don't know what you got till it's gone because I can tell you this. At the end of February this year, I'm definitely, you know, March, April, I'm going to be like, man, it'd be nice. To it's going to feel weird. Turn on the TV, even if it's a game that I don't give a crap about, and just have something in the background while I'm doing something, you know? Right. Yeah, it's not going to be, it's going to be weird not seeing the Packers, especially because the Brewers just lost their, really good manager so even baseball is not going to be a good thing to for us to watch yeah wisconsin sports are going to be tough i think we're we're going through a transition in pretty much all of them so so i don't i'm not trying to cry on here <laughs> so I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna it's a rebuilding year guys it's a rebuilding right year. it's re- we're rebuilding we're the youngest team in the nfl right now <laughs> right well, i feel free to have me in on a uh a different podcast about what it's like to be in building rebuilding years. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting Ryan, Ryan. I think, and, I, and understandably, or any Lions fans I know, I and to all due credit, they don't deserve 
to give us any sympathy. So I understand we've been spoiled for 30 years, but it's, it's, it's been weird. And that's the problem. We've been spoiled for 30 years. So it's been a little, it's been a little strange. Ryan, I, I think that it's, it's been a rebuilding couple decades, unfortunately. Okay. We don't need to, we don't need to, I mean, we know the bears still. Hey, we, we made it to a Super Bowl in the last two years. It just right. didn't win it. And then it was well, all done. Not the last two years, was it? When? Yeah. When was the last time the Bears went to the Super Bowl? Two thousand six. Mm. Oh, so the last twelve, fifteen years. But yeah, yeah. You were you guys were there, and I mean, even when the Packers were there, they didn't do what they should have with it. So the-, the Packers have been competitive for a while, and we're spoiled as Packer fans. So. The fact that we're whining after half a season is a little annoying, even to me as a Packer fan. Oh, I saw that. I, I, I knew this was going to happen. I absolutely called this. Well, and, and we should have. I mean, regression is going to happen. We've been spoiled for 30 years, as I've said. But, we, I mean, I, I hope it doesn't last too long. But for us to be whining after half a season about a quarterback who's not even that bad, we, we should I – mean, you know, talk to our Bear and Lions fans, friends, and, and, and shut the, the fuck up. If the Jets end up drafting another quarterback, you guys might be able to pick up their backup quarterback. You might be coming off injured reserve soon. <laughs> right. Actually, Rogers talks about coming back, so <laughs> who knows? And, Mickey, more, more than just, like, anticipating the – calling the, like, we're going to have a, 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 a worse year than in recent history – I was talking about because of the fact that we have been so successful for so long and Packers fans have only known success that the the belly aching and the whining and fire them all is going to be right. coming loud and clear when right. they don't understand like no you guys like like the Packers history is not a, is not like normal like no like, this is not no, exactly to have we, two we've Hall had, of Fame we've quarterbacks had... Back, back. The management has done a good job of keeping them competitive for 30 years. I mean, and and I'm I'm realizing more than I should have. I mean, as much as I should have, that Rodgers was a huge band aid. I didn't know as much as I was sick of his arrogance and you know the way he was talking about himself and all that stuff. I didn't realize he was such a band aid. Now the coaching staff and the and the young, very young talent, as Ryan said, the youngest team in the league, they're they're starting to have to figure it out on their own because this Band-Aid that was Aaron Rodgers is not there to just fix all the problems. The defense has, has all the talent in the world, I think. They need to play better. They need to maybe have a coach who's better than the guy they got, as everybody I know thinks. But they've got a, a lot of pieces in place. They've just got to find out that the quarterback they used to have isn't going to fix all the problems anymore because he's not there. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I will say this kind of taking a step back, Ryan, one of the reasons that I, Ryan and I can talk football, even with him being a bears fan is I feel like he's got such a level head on him and he, and he calls it like it is. Well, he's a bear. He's a bear fan or a lion fan. They, they have to call it is because they, they're used to what they're used to. Well, whereas but fans have gotten spoiled. But I'm, no, what I'm saying is, is, and Ryan, you'll bet you can you can attest to this. I think that there's just a lot of Bears and Lions fans, Bears fans especially, that are just like, it's our year. We're going to the Super Bowl based on what? 
No, no, they don't even say that because they they're they're just used to what they're used to because they're smart fans. They're they're like, yeah, well, it's gonna it's gonna blow up in our faces, and, and that, that's every Bear and Lion fan I know because they're level headed because they've not had the spoiled rotten luck that we've had, and. I mean, the Bears have had a couple of years, and they'll they'll get their time. But now I think it's the Lions' time. I think the Lions will be good for a while, right? Right. Oh, there, there's plenty of fans out there that live in um, reality. I was going to say that live in NFL purgatory. That all they do is <laughs> like Browns. They, 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 they cheer for laundry, like, is, as the phrase like the goes. Browns. Yeah, right. And when the re, the season restarts, they forget the fact that they've got the same lackluster roster that they haven't fixed that hole that they don't have but this hope, position figured out but apparently our laundry is going to beat your laundry this year right uh monty said based on what and you just hope that some fans have a level head to realize that that you know fresh year doesn't always mean that this year is this year we're going to do it so but that hope that's what hope is it's it's something that you know makes us believe in the next thing that's coming around yeah. Well, I, well, that was deeper than I meant it to be. We that get re- we get real deep in the turducken. Yeah, I was trying to be a smartass. It didn't work out for me on that one. We, but hope 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 springs eternal. I guess is what it comes down we, to. We get we get real far into that that uh, side of of cornbread dressing in the turducken. That's, what, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do here on Monty and Mickey. Um, but yeah, I guess that you know, and it, it, it's interesting because it's just it's just such a it's such a conversation piece. I mean, if it's anything else, it's 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 a way to open up and like start conversations about something that like, you know, maybe I mean, I've got I've got family that I talk football with, but like this seems just like like you, like we've talked about before, like it's just like it's an event, it's a thing. It's like I this holiday, Christmas and Thanksgiving are my two favorite holidays and honestly, if if Thanksgiving is right there and and it's it's so fun to be able to, you know, have all of this at your disposal all in one day. I mean, I just, I don't know. It to me, to me, it's just a lot of fun. It's a, it's it's a it's a cool holiday, that, and to be able to have be a fan of football and be able to enjoy it at the same time, you know, that's just and like uh, you and like you said, Tom or Monty. Wow, it's Monty and Mickey. And, and like you said, it, the third game really helps because now you're watching it all, literally all day long. So I got I got two questions or like a group of questions and then a follow-up question. So we'll go around the horn like they do on Fox or whatever. So Mickey, Bears or I'm sorry, Lions, Packers, who do you got? I'm a Packer fan, so I'm picking the Lions. Okay. Ryan? <laughs> I uh I think it's got to be the Lions. I think it's this. This is their year in the division. This is. I think this is their time. There, it's going to be more in one year. I think. Lions on Thanksgiving at Detroit. I got the Lions. I mean, this, like you said, this year definitely. We're Packer fans, right? As, as a Packer fan, and and on both of my my pick'em leagues, the one pick'em league where I pick only one winner and one loser a year uh, a week, I'm picking the Packers to lose. So that's going to be. That's going to be an interesting game to watch in the airport. Um, Washington and, and the Cowboys. What do you got, Mickey? Cowboys, no problem. They're they're playing great. Das Pre- Dak Prescott got destroyed by I think the Niners. 
like three or four weeks ago, and he's been the number one quarterback in the league since. So, uh, no problem, Dallas Cowboys. Ryan? I think it's got to be the Cowboys. They're doing exceptional this year. Yeah, and I got the Cowboys, too. Again, for the same reasons that you guys mentioned and being at home on Thanksgiving. And then the last one we got, this is an interesting one because it's not a traditional Thanksgiving Day game, but San Francisco at, I think it's at Seattle. Mickey? Uh, I picked, uh, Seattle's been up and down, um, and last year Geno Smith was, you know, just had an out of his butt kind of year, but they're they're kind of 500 team, and San Francisco is one of the better teams in the NFC. So I pick San Fran. Ryan, I think it's got to be San Francisco. Brock Purdy had a small dip in performance that made him look maybe a little bit more um, of his draft stock, but yeah. he's coming right. back and defying all the odds. Yeah, the 49ers. And I and, and I I agree. So I think we're all unanimous on that. Which, but that's the thing about the NFL, and I and, and especially on Thanksgiving is like any of those games could go backwards. Like there's no saint. Like there's nothing guaranteed. And I think that's what makes it fun and makes this league really fun because it's I don't know. Like in high school, there's so much of like one sided games. College even there's to a certain extent. In the NFL, like the worst team in the league could beat any team any given Sunday so I think it's 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 interesting I mean obviously if I was a betting man that's yeah where I would take it but oh and I and I I mean I'm in a pick'em league I am asked to be in other pick'em leagues I'm usually pretty good at this I'm doing really bad this year because like you say it's about parity and the, the best teams are losing to the worst teams a lot of times it's just it's it's been even more different year than usually but uh, I guess I want to ask Ryan, who do you, who do you think is going to win Monday night, Chicago or Minnesota, since you're the Bear fan? <laughs> Funny thing about that, Chicago's is, playing pretty well, and Fields is back. So anyone that watched the Lions game, I wasn't able to watch it because it prioritized the Green Bay market. But everything that I was hearing was that wow, the Bears look good. And it was almost objectively good, not good for who they're playing, not good because the Lions had a major injury. And I was thinking that, you know, okay, maybe they'll get a little bit of credit on national media. And the next day I kept hearing, yeah, the Lions almost lost, but it would be okay if they lost because every team's got that really bad loss on their schedule. That they'd love to get <laughs> That's back. how they spun like, it, really. Like, like even then there was no credit given uh, to the fact that the Bears might have actually played well. Well, that's because of the Bears' record more than anything, probably. But Fields is back, and people don't realize that if they don't know football. I Before I saw Fields play like that, I was ready to pick. So this is spinning it maybe upside down on the way that you meant Fields is back. I was ready to pick uh, the Bears, thinking that they could upset Minnesota because Kirk Cousins is out. And now the way oh. that Dobbs has played, and in my opinion, as a Bears fan, when I say Fields is back, that means he can be convincing all the way up until about the two-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Right. And then it seems like he finds a way to lose. Now, you can pin yeah. it on the coach. You can pin it on a lot of guys. He doesn't have the clutch gene from a guy that also grew up watching Aaron Rodgers most of his life, who with 17 seconds left on the clock down by three touchdowns, 
there's too much time on the clock. Like all, all the Bear fans I know say the same thing. Yeah, well, maybe they don't describe uh, it as well as you just did, but all the Bear fans I know don't like Fields, which surprises me. But now that you break it down like that, that makes sense. He he's not clutch when he needs to be, right? Like it kind of reminds me of the time I spent watching Jay Cutler. Is he said <laughs> all the packet passing records for the Bears? Right, he could throw it very with Marshall plays. with him. With Marshall with him, yeah. But he would find the most soul-sucking way to end a game, whether it be you make a methodical drive down the field, 12 plays, three seconds left on the clock, and you throw a boneheaded interception right into the the arms of the defender that not a receiver in sight. And it's just like, how can you play with my emotions so hard? And the problem I had with Cutler is he never blamed himself, which is why it never improved. You can't mm-hmm. fix something if you don't know what's wrong in the first place. And he blamed everybody but himself for those mistakes. He was he had the best arm in the game, and he just never realized, maybe I'm the problem, you know? And that's why it's so hard to get a franchise quarterback. Most, right, exactly. most teams and that's that why we have a franchise so quarterback yeah. don't, still don't have a franchise quarterback. You, you could be on the team for eight years, and you still might not be what people consider a franchise quarterback, where it's this almost perfect balance of leadership, physical ability, resilience because um, the, the best ability is availability you can be amazing but if you're always injured it doesn't really help anyone is that what you think is the problem with fields he's hurt or you think he's just not much, too much uh, as much of a leader as he needs to be i think he's a, a great leader but people would say that about mitch trubisky too all of the stuff coming out right in off seasons people would be like yeah look at all the leadership things he did and i was like you know what that's media filler because if he were actually making dime passes for Fields making the field, plays, you, you wouldn't right. be hearing about his leadership ability. But Fields does make the plays. So is it just because he gets hurt or because he Fields? Kills? Fields, in my opinion, he holds the onto the ball way too long, waiting for a receiver to be open because he struggles to make quick reads, and um, he's waiting for people to be college open, not NFL open. And that's but, that. That seems to be Love's problem, in my opinion. But Love hasn't been playing as long as Fields, so I understand your frustration. Fields has yeah. been on the field for longer. So he's done it by now, right? The support definitely helps. He's finally got that. The offensive line is getting better. DJ, not, and but, DJ Moore is a great receiver. Yes. So I'm not dropping it all at his feet. But the thing that even he could fix that, I think a lot of that's coachable. Right. But for some reason, you hand that ball to him down by one score, two minutes left, and he has not done it yet. He'll get you close. Sometimes he'll take a strip sack on the very first play. Right. And it's done. Right. I guess, yeah. I mean, I've had other friends say they don't like fields, but you're, you've broken down better for me than I understood before. So I, I don't hate him. He's definitely exciting to watch. He's got the ability. It's all there. He just he hasn't put it together. And, and how long do you wait? Right. And the, the NFL is a very impatient league. And they don't <laughs> yeah, give yeah. guys the time right. that – you really need to give players. Yeah. And if the Bears are lucky enough to get the first overall pick again, how do you not at least seriously consider what's out there? Now, if you don't like what you got as options, don't take a guy just to take a guy. But you're not often... From what I've been told, told, sorry, sorry, Monty, from what I've been told, this is going to be a good good quarterback heavy draft, so that's all, that's all I know. I don't I don't necessarily know that much about the draft, but 
anyway, go ahead, Maki. I was I was just gonna say that uh, that yeah, the Bears not only just the first overall, but like the fifth overall too, right, Ryan? Yeah, they right got now. a couple of high picks. Yeah. Um. So, but so I've got one yeah. more food for thought thing for you guys. That to get your opinion. So okay. You've, you've both been probably had the opinion or had the opportunity to go to an NFL game in person. Yeah. And then you got a chance to see the broadcast on the nice big 4K TV in your living room. I don't know about you guys, but when you're at the game, it somehow seems to feel so small, almost like you're watching a high school football game on a TV. It almost makes it just seem so much more grand with the announcers and um, all the different camera angles and the stats that they flash. They've created such a good product on TV. It's, it's almost hard to justify the cost of going to a physical game. I I, I think I, I agree with you, but with an asterisk. I don't think you can compare. I think that you, you – how do I want to put this? You do each experience because of different reasons. I do think that being there in person, if you're there for you know, a record-setting moment or – a big highlight. Yeah. You remember that. Like there was a highlight that the bears were flashing for a while and it was a game I went to with my dad. And I remember sitting in that corner of the end zone and saw that catch where, you know, you barely see the guy's toes come in as he makes a diving catch. And I saw that highlight for the rest of the season as they showed it. And to know I was there was a different feeling, but most games don't have that. Yeah. Most, most games don't have that season defining catch like you're not lucky enough to almost be at that game most of the time but where i'm where i'm going with this is we we let off the podcast talking about the very first game of the lions against the bears what i don't know that we covered was that that was the very first radio nationally televised or not televised broadcast game ever as well in 1934 and at that point only 60 percent of homes on average had a, a radio period. So can you imagine all of what you're used to watching on TV? They've got broadcasting down to a T. They might not have had it completely down by then. And just the family just glued sitting around the giant box of a of a radio in your living room. How that had to feel. Yeah, and I do yeah, you know, you you, you watch movies like A Christmas Story and those types of things with like, you know, the those radio broadcasts like that had to have been a different type of like, this was a different experience, how you experience football. So, I mean, I don't know, I guess, I guess, you know, radio broadcasts and everything else were more popular back then. And you'd maybe catch the, the sports highlights on in the newspaper, but it is kind of crazy to think like that, that league and sports in general were able to go and, and be what they are today and, and despite not having any of that broadcast, I mean, you really just had to go to the game or listen to it on the radio. That was your only like, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna see it. Yeah, which, which is, and I'm sure baseball was on, but j- just to think that not only is the history of you know Thanksgiving and football and watching it at your house and it feeling like one and the same right up there with turkey and mashed potatoes is, it was also the start of. NFL broadcast. Right. Like, talk right. about just like a moment in history where so many histories align. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Mickey, you have been to way more NFL games than me. How? What is your? What do do you echo those same kind of thoughts as far as like, you know, it being a completely different experience? And and what is your honest opinion about like, if you let let's just say that the money part of it is is completely taken away, you know, if 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 you got tickets to a game, are you going or is it a? Well, it depends. Uh, that that's a good question, and and to Ryan's point, I, I have I've been to a lot of games at Lambeau because even up until recently, I used to be with a group of friends who we we'd do a trifecta where we'd go to a Badger game, a Brewer game, and a Packer game. So I mean I've been to a Lambeau a lot, but for the last twenty years I've also been going to away games, and this year I even did two away games for Packers. So I went to Vegas and I went to Pittsburgh. It's amazing because I love to travel. So I got to go to Las Vegas where I've been like 20 times. I got to go to Pittsburgh where I've been to Pennsylvania a bunch of times, but I never actually been to Penn, to to Pitt or to actual the city of Pittsburgh. It was it was awesome. There there's so much that each city gives you as far as what they offer. Um and and for me that's usually what I'm all about. The game I, I don't typically remember to be honest. I'm a huge Packer fan, but when I'm in the city, it's not about the game as it is about being at the stadium, being in the environment. And as Ryan suggested, a lot of times I'm just watching the big jumbotron. I'm, I'm not even necessarily paying attention to the game. And, and I, and I don't know the details and I forget what happened when I'm at home or when I'm at my buddies where I'm watching the football game, I actually know what happened in the game and, and that's so so it's two different it's two different conversations i guess when i'm oh, at yeah. the game yeah. it's 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 the environment it's it's a thrill it's being around people it's just the 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 whole overall excitement of the environment yeah when i'm and, at home or when i'm at my buddies i'm actually watching the game and that's i guess i prefer that in my salty old age i i prefer to watch the game where i'm comfortable and what but I also, I don't necessarily need to go to Lambo anymore because I'm spoiled. But I do love going to the away trips because I'm enjoying the city. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That's so a, it, I, it, I feel like a that's a different both. conversation when you go to an away game. Yeah, definitely. Right, but but like I mean, to both your points, I I enjoyed the atmosphere while I'm there, but I'm not really in, appreciating the actual game while I'm at home or watching at my buddies, we're paying attention. Then I actually watch the game and know what's going on. So, I mean, there's something to be said for both in my opinion, and I'm a salty old man. So, you know, there's something to be said for that too. Hey, we need more salty old men in this culture. Well, I, I know a lot of them. I don't know that that's true, but you know, some of them are good. Um, okay. So then I guess to kind of, to bring all this full circle or to kind of, to wrap things up here, because definitely, um, you know, is being a shorty that's going to be right. about as long as some of the other. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what do you, what do you guys think is is the future of the NFL on Thanksgiving? Do you see this being we're going to stick to the three games? Do you think that this is going to be another day that they're going to try to jam a couple more games in? Do you think they're going to try to preserve? at least that noon 
<coughs> excuse me, or eleven thirty and three thirty time slot. What what do you what do you see changing, evolving? Do you think they'll try to do a London or a Germany or Mexico City game? What what's uh what do you, what do you what do you guys if if you were to look into your crystal balls and uh, not play with those balls? <laughs> see, see what uh, I don't have any, and I don't play with them that often. I'm just telling you. Um, what 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 do you guys what do you guys see as the what what's the next big thing for the NFL on Thanksgiving Day? Ryan, go ahead. Uh, I'll start off. What I think is going to happen is I think that they're going to try to pilot a Friday game this year. Yeah, and they're going to try to push that. We're going to see that expand to potentially two games. And I, I think, think that's happening this games. weekend. That's happening one, this weekend, right? One, one game so far on Friday, and I think this is the first time they've done it. Right. I think that will eventually make two games because they're not going to want football fatigue. So I think they'll do one yeah. game for a bit. They'll stretch it to two eventually. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they started to try to squeak a London game only because it's the game that makes sense to – get an earlier time slot and try to get a fourth game to fill out a full day of football. I didn't think about it like that. That's a really good point. Do you just, you, you, you just mean this weekend or you mean not typical Friday games, just on Thanksgiving weekend, right? just on Thanksgiving, just, yeah, right. just on the black Friday game. they've advertised that this is the first crack at it. And I think to not have football fatigue, they're going to have maybe three, four years of one game and they're going to expand to two games. And I think it'll right. hold for a while. But I think the bigger push is they're going to get a London game on the regular. Um, because we're also at this point of the season where every other team is kind of finishing up their bye weeks or they're getting close to it. So they can. Well, really on the, the bye weeks, the, the bye weeks were really weird this year because this, this weekend there's no bye weeks. There was six a couple of times, but they, they've changed them so much that I think they are. I think the strategy you're talking about is exactly what you're talking about. Because the buys have been so dramatic on some weeks and not on others, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why I think that they're going to eventually squeeze that. Now I don't know what that means for time slots because the earliest a London game has ever started was nine thirty. They would have to try to push that to be an eight thirty game, which I would think they, they could pull off. Would they do that on 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 Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, or would they do it on Friday? Because I feel like on on that m- morning of Thanksgiving, you've got you've got to compete you compete with like a lot of broadcasts of the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I don't think the NFL is having an eye of we won't compete. I think they know they own that day. Yeah, I don't think they're worried I, about the parade, and I think that they can get the market share. Interesting. Because I think it's two different demographics, to be honest. I mean, I, and like with anything else, there's so many people watching everything that you're not going to get everybody, and they know that. So they, they don't they don't even consider the people watching the parade because there's just so many people out there watching in every different way there is. There's there's The, the, the demographics are so much smaller than they used to be because everything's being pulled in so many directions. They know who their target is, and those parade people are not their target, you know? I mean, am I wrong? The only thing that I would have to say about that is that you'd have to be, it'd have to be like a Fox or even like an ABC if ABC ever gets in the game again, because NBC and CBS both do a broadcast, a uh, Thanksgiving day broad, 
great sure. broadcast. Or right. I could see this. I could see them partnering a soft partnership and instead of cutting away to commercials, right, they cut away to the Macy's Day parade. Right. Oh and this is what's going on now. Yeah. And now we're back. Well, I don't know that they I don't know that they'd cut them like that, but I, I, you know, I, I think they'll just they'll figure out a time to do one and the other if if there is a problem as far as them pulling from each other, right? Yeah, that's a good point though. I I didn't even think about that the whole aspect of them being it being earlier in the year or in the day, I, and that they could squeeze a fourth right. That they can find a time for all of it. That's that's a good point. I mean that's. I, I that's, that's what they do on a that's what they do on a Sunday now, right? There's a certain sure. Sunday where right. you end up with four games, and I think that that's what they would love to bring to Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's bringing the family together to watch whatever they want the whole day long, and that's why there's three football games, but there's still time in between them if they stretch them the right way, you know? Because right. they play like the London game started eight o'clock, so. They've they've stretched the schedule to the point where people are waking up at eight o'clock to watch the NFL. Well, and here here's where I don't know because normally it's an in game. On Thursday they pull it back to eleven thirty. How early are they willing to pull back a London game and still get viewers? Well, what's the difference? I mean, people are up cooking. Well, I think that they they would right now they start London games at eight thirty. Eight, I think they could pull it off if it ever. Right, that's what I'm saying. And you know, seven thirty start, no way. And and I mean, people by a certain age are up by a certain time, and they, they everybody knows that we're all up. And you know, if we if we want to watch football, we'll watch it when we want to watch it. If it starts at eight eight thirty, that's fine, right? I mean, yep. I think well, they're they're gonna could, they're gonna push it as far as they can. And when they realize they're losing interest, that's when they'll start pulling it back. Like like every what other. What about sport. you guys? This all started with what do you think is going to happen with the history of this? And I, apparently I struck a chord. No, you're right. I mean, everything you've said is true. And, and, I, and you're exactly – the NFL is trying to push it as long as they can like the other leagues are. And, and that's what they do. It's, it's a money grab. But the NFL is getting away with it until they can't. And then they'll start pulling it back and, and realize that, oh, shit, we've overdone it. And now we got to, you know, kind of pull at that string and make sure that we don't lose them. And what do you think happens first? An an area a London expansion division or the Super Bowl gets moved to Saturday. I don't believe either one of them will happen to be honest. I think people are traditionalist or at least people you your age you you you're in Monty's age and mine old are still dominating. I don't think Europe's ever going to hold football because the league didn't work. Right. And I, I think that Super Bowls will stay here because this is where the populace is going to enjoy them. Right. I didn't say move it to London. I said move the time slot from Sunday um, to Saturday. Or a what you, expanded what, London the time edition. slot as far as the NFL playing games on Saturday. No, no, no. Just no. the Super Bowl. Just the Super Bowl. Because oh. I think that's been a, 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 an issue for a long sure. time people are like hey why would why would we not do this on a saturday because there's nothing else going on at that point right yeah i mean I, yeah i don't think anybody have a problem with that college football NFL game, there's nothing else going on right yeah i i think i think i get a third option i think that i think that you could see a situation where start reading books <laughs> oh. 
You're such hey, a I, nerd. Yeah, I've, engineer. I've, Oh, I've sorry. listened. I've listened to. Well, I mean, red is a loose term, but listen to audiobook. I've, I've listened to almost 20, 20 audiobooks this year, and they're not. They're not small <laughs> books either. Okay, sorry, that's my fault. You're um, right. Read more books. Everybody should. We and I want to. I just am not very good at it because I'm an idiot. Anyway, um, sorry. No, no. But I, what I was going to say is, I think that I think that there could be a third option where you see a like a, a weird situation, you know, they always say the the Super Bowl, the world champions, what if there is a European league and after the Super Bowl, the winner of the Super Bowl plays whatever the equivalent is in the European league? No, there was there was a league there, man. It's not going to work. They just, soccer is more important. They're, I mean, football is getting bigger, whatever that means. Football is not their sport, just like soccer is not our sport. It, it's it's. I mean, to push it is not going to happen, I don't think. They can push it, and maybe in a hundred years it'll happen. I, I just, it's, it's kind of a moot point in my opinion. But to Ryan's point, uh, I ch- changing the actual Super Bowl to Saturday would be fine because there's nothing else going on, right? Well, that's what everybody. Yeah, I mean, the the hotel people going out of town to watch games or going to the game. I mean, the the revenue alone in terms of what people would be willing to spend, knowing they don't have work in the morning. Right. It's a weekend. And why do it on Sunday? This way we can celebrate and, and do what we want and enjoy it, whether we like the teams or not. I think this Saturday idea is way better. I actually like it, to be honest. And then you could sleep in the next day if you don't have three kids. Right. You can, yeah. Because <laughs> it goes against football Sunday, I think, is why they wouldn't do it. What? Right. Well, that's, yeah, tradition. But as far as Monty's concerned, you mean. Make your kids, you know, watch the game. Maybe they'll get tired about it. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, make them get older faster. Or right. Just, just wish them, away all this time. Make them understand you're trying to watch a football game. I don't. Why? Why is this not working? <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm so just kidding. I'm so. I'm, I'm gonna Facetime you in the middle of a meltdown tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. I understand how it works. I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, gonna I'm hand. Sorry. I'm gonna hand you the phone. No, no. I'm Everybody sorry. I'm have sorry. Joy the phone. And be like, Mickey needs to talk to you. For no, no, Mickey gets it. Mickey's been around kids his whole life. Mickey understands. That's you know, <laughs> one of the many reasons Mickey's single and lives by himself. So watch watch sorry, the Mickey. look of disappointment. Mickey's, on... Mickey's talking in the third person. Mickey's really, really sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Monty, just watch the look of disappointment on their face when you take them <laughs> over. And that's the Mickey they get to meet in person. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not helping. Psych! We went to Jacksonville and you're FaceTiming Mickey all weekend. Ryan, I really, really liked you until just now. Ryan's not invited to any more podcast episodes. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, this is not a shorty anymore. I've just noticed the number. Hey, we we didn't do uh, in the news, so that makes it a shorty. Right. And... (laughs) You know, because you did it on your phone, I can actually see the this the length of the of the episode. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I just want to say thank you again, guys. I appreciate it. Um, anything else that you guys wanted to add to the conversation before we wrap it up? Thanks, Ryan, for joining us. That, that was it's always fun as hell when you're with us. So that's cool. I, again, I appreciate the opportunity. So, um, Ryan, I know in the past we've we've had our your your giving you an opportunity for a catchphrase. So I'll let you think about your, your outgoing catchphrase here, but uh, 
Um, just want to, yeah, reiterate everything. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you thanks. Have a, a good uh, couple couple days off, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I guess Mick uh, Ryan, you got a you got a outgoing phrase here. What did you use last time? I don't even remember. I don't remember. I think last time I was also put on the spot, and then I had nothing. <laughs> so that's tough. Um, I'm anything but inconsistent, I guess. How about getting old is mandatory? I think think, uh, considering the subject matter, I'm going to go with bear down. Oh, oh, see, now he lost this, right, Monty? I puked in my mouth and had nothing to do with the beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I mean, it, it was still nice to have you, Ryan, but getting old is mandatory. And growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. What kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now?